0: don't know true love until you hold your own flesh and blood, bro. And it changes your fucking life forever. But I just need to keep doing it because I know once I step out of my comfort, I'm able to grow as a person. And from there, just, just snowball effect. So actually finding my voice has been a massive challenge in itself. Us talking on a podcast and people listening to it, they're like, oh, if these two people can do it, why can't I? My parents are like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you skipping unions? I was like, whatever, I'm going. She jumped in front of a train. She lost both her legs. MPT. I need to make a promise to myself that I'm not going to let anxiety, fear, any of that stuff hold me back from stepping into who I want to truly be, taking time for yourself to reset and to reboot, so then I can come back and then show up as my true self. The lessons that I've learned from being a dad have been amazing. Bro. It's the best thing that has ever fucking happened to me, bro. My name is Nick Batar and this is Life, Money and Love.
1: Just quickly, before we get started, guys, if you've been enjoying the podcast, can I please ask that you consider leaving a five-star review and subscribing on whatever platform you've been listening. It really helps the podcast grow. All right, welcome back. Um, For anyone who's watching the clips or watching on YouTube and realizing I've seen this guy wear this outfit a lot on some other podcasts, we literally just went back to back. We've got Nick Vitar with the Better Project podcast. We literally finished five minutes ago recording my episode on his podcast, so if you are listening. And you want to hear me ramble about all the things I've done in my view of life and mental health, go check that out. Um, but Nick, welcome to the podcast, man. You've been podcasting for three years. Um, you've interviewed a lot of really cool people. I'm excited to talk about all of that journey, what you've learned from your guests, what you've learned from the process. But First of all, welcome. Uh, thanks for, for making the trek from the Blue Mountains into <laughs> Sydney. Uh, and uh, sorry that you hit your ladder coming <laughs> into the car park. It's uh, Those city car parks uh, yeah. don't always have the highest clearance.
0: No, we made it here in the end. Yeah, yeah. He's the yeah. anxiety driving for the city. Oh, now, dude,
1: yeah. I feel so bad, man. Like I should put in the, in the, in the note, like I got him because there's no clearance sign what the minimum clearance yeah. is for the car park. We got to go tape a, take a tape measure out and just put in the minimum clearance because you were looking close and you're coming and I'm like, oh, fuck, I hope he doesn't hit his ladder. Yeah. Now I'm going to uh, duct tape my ladder. I know, RFE ladder. All the ladder. straps are broken. <laughs> Shit. Um, anyway, so hopefully we'll make the podcast worth it. Um, the place I want to start with you is you, you, you say you're an introvert finding your voice and you were someone who was, uh, lived in, in your comfort zone for a lot of your life. I want to ask you about kind of what your process was finding your voice, what you were like as, as an adolescent going through school and what made you make the decision to step out of your comfort zone and start challenging yourself to level up.
0: Yeah, so I had two different personalities, right? If My close friend group, if they knew me, Or my partners at the time or my parents or whatever i was a massive kid yeah like i was a totally different person but then if i was in an environment that i wasn't comfortable with i'd be so shut off so introvert so shy so quiet um so like in school and stuff i was like that all the time unless i was with really close friends that impacted me a lot because opportunities would come especially like with sport and stuff i was really good at sport i played semi-professional rugby league But still growing up, you know, if I had to go to a new team, Mm. my mum would have to drive me to training and I'd be so sick in the stomach. I didn't want to get out. I didn't want to go to that new team. And it really held me back from taking opportunities in life because I would say no to things because I was too scared to do it. And I remember this time I had to change schools uh, for year 11, 12 because I was wagging school at my other one. (laughs) Uh, And Mum's like, you have to change school. If not, you can't play footy. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go to a footy school. All boys. And I was like, wow, what have I done? Yeah. I remember the first day and I woke up with just like crippling anxiety mm-hmm. and to the point where I was just vomiting, sick, like really fatigued, and I didn't want to do it. And mom's like, get in the fucking car. Mm-hmm. You're going. I'm driving you there. The whole way I was sick. I got out, I walked in the school, you know, got introduced to a few people. I felt comfortable then. Yeah. Because people came up to me and even though it was a new environment, I realized that they just by stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, we create so many um, ideas in our head and how it can go wrong, but we never think of how it can go right. Yeah. Um, but you never know until you actually step out of your comfort zone. And that was a, a really big pivotal moment in my journey. And now I went for a 11 and 12, finished that. And then there was a period where. I went on this gap year, but I didn't travel. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I was just like, I'd wake up early in the morning yeah. just to get my like, parents off my back. Like, oh, he's getting up. He's going to do something. they so would go to work or do work and I'll go back to sleep. I just <laughs> waste my day away for two years. Yeah. All I did was like go to footy training. Yeah. Didn't even have a job. Was enough- this after school? Yeah, after yeah. school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't do an ATAR because I, I had a school, didn't care about it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do an ATAR, but I was like, what am I going to do? And I was always interested in, you know, sport because I have a sporting background. I wanted yeah. to do, you know, training, strength and conditioning, all that kind of stuff. And I remember going to my physiotherapist because I had a, a injury at the time and he goes, why don't you become a strength and conditioning coach? Yeah. I was like, okay, what do I have to do to do that? And he's like, yeah. you've got to go to uni. I was like, fucking hell, I don't have an tie. How am I going to do yeah. this? Yeah. So I had to do a year of TAFE. Yeah. And. I'm grateful enough because that's where I met my partner actually at oh, wow. Um Been together like seven years now. have a daughter. So grateful for that. Then I got into uni. I hated it, bro. Mm. As you would know, like it's it's just not for some people, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And especially going there to do a sporting degree, you think it's all going to be like prac and doing stuff. Yeah. It's so much fury I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking care, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And a year and a half in, I started following Gary Vee. I'm like, who is this American guy? Pops up on my social media. He came to Sydney, a success resource event, and something in me, I was just like, I need to buy this. Buy this ticket to this event. Go to it. I don't know what to expect. My parents are like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you skipping uni? They're just going to try and sell you stuff. I was like, whatever, I'm going. I remember sitting in the crowd, looking around, and the impact that, Gary had not only on myself but everyone around him. The way he could captivate a crowd, I was like, why can't I do this? Mm. Straight away, self-doubt kicks in. You can't do this. You can't even talk yeah. to people. You can't, you know, you're an introvert. You're shy. But I was like, you know what? If I want to have an impact in this life, if I want to live life of no regrets and achieve the things that I want to achieve, I need to make a promise to myself that I'm not going to let anxiety, fear, any of that stuff hold me back from stepping into who I want to truly be. The next week I dropped out of uni. I was like yeah. dropping out, going to go work in my family business. Now that's not my passion. I remember growing up, I was like, I'm never going to work in this business. I hate it because it's air conditioning, right? got to crawl for roofs, all that shit, like trade stuff. I hated it. Didn't want a part of it. Somehow I ended there. Mm. I was like, okay, if it means money, because I had no money at the time, I had no job. Money to buy my first camera, and I bought one of these Canon M50s. Bought one of those, started vlogging, and then Gary V pops up, Everyone needs to have a podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, What is a podcast? I didn't even listen to podcasts. You yeah, didn't even know what a podcast yeah. was. I, I just went to JB Hi Fi, bought one of their USB microphones, yeah. plugged it into my crappy laptop, and I remember recording my first episode. It was like an intro episode, three minutes long, it took me over an hour to record. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh, this has to be perfect. I kept stuttering, muttering, all that stuff. But there was something in me that's like, I just need to keep going with it. I don't know why, but I just need to keep doing it because I know once I step out of my comfort, I'm able to grow as a person. And from there, just, just snowball effect. Mm. Talking to everyone and anyone. And that first year, it got to a point where I was planning, recording, editing three episodes per week. That caused a burnout. Yeah. I was like, I can't do this. Like th- – And it made me lose the love for it and it actually brought on so much anxiety because I had so much to do because I put so much um, like effort into it Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really getting the results in the beginning. Yeah. And so many people drop off at that point. I was like, you know what, just keep going, just keep going. And the one thing I realized was along that journey of talking to all these people they all struggled with mental health in some way. They've all had obstacles, adversities in their life. And I was like, why are people not talking about it? And I could relate to myself because growing up, I bottled all my emotions up. I didn't feel comfortable expressing them. Um, And I was like, why? Why can't I do that? I took the podcast in that direction. I was like, all right, I'm going to start spreading awareness around mental health because if we all have it, why can't we talk about it, right? Right. Started doing that and I was like, there was a pivotal moment actually. Are you okay day popped up and every year people come out of the woodworks. Are you okay? Are you okay? They share these posts and then you don't hear from them again. So I was like, do you actually care or are you just doing this to play your part in this? And I was like, awareness is great, but I've always been a big believer in actions speak louder than words. And I came across this term mental fitness. I was like, "What is mental fitness?" And it's like all the tips, the tools, the strategies, the things that you can implement on your day-to-day life to not only become a better version of yourself um, and to improve one percent, but to also to have those tools to overcome adversity when it may arise in your life, so you don't go down those dark holes. Mm. And I think it's a lot easier thing to talk about. You know, we can talk about mental fitness easy. As soon as you bring up mental health, depression, anxiety, suicide. But in reality, that's actually mental illness. We've we've switched up the terminologies and we've made mental health such a bad thing. But in reality, we all have mental health, bro.
1: But even mental illness isn't a bad thing. We all go through phases mm. of feeling down and depressed. And even that, like we should just be able to say, Fuck it, I feel like shit today. Definitely. I've been feeling down for a couple of months, you know, bro. What do you think I should do? Like if if we're just open enough to to talk about it, then then that's 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 a really good start. And because even look where well, I'm late 20s, I'm assuming like mid, mid to late 20s. Yeah, 25. 20, yeah, yeah, 25. Look at from the time you're in high school to now, like when, when you were struggling in high school, did you talk to the boys about you feeling down?
0: No, nah, especially the footy boys. You can't talk no about way. your feelings and You're a pussy if you do
1: that. Yeah, yeah. And you see, I, I really I, I like the way the, the movement's going. You follow footy, yeah? Like did yeah. you see how um, t- the Tigers been getting smashed lately? they're yeah, my um, team. Oh, James! So you would have you would have seen this, bro. I'd go for Bulldogs. So not not too much better. Um, but uh, Farmy Brown, did you see yeah, his yeah. post? He's like, damn, uh, this today made me really realize how difficult footy is not not physically, but mentally, because they're getting so much hate and abuse. And I think it's like about time that people with these platforms, and especially like blokey guys and footy players and tradies, start talking about mental health because everyone, but in particularly these guys that don't get to talk about it. Um, and it builds up and all this pent up, like angst builds up and it becomes even worse. And I was listening to a podcast recently, I can't remember whose it was. And they made a really good point and saying like the mental health journey isn't any more or or, or spreading awareness and talking about isn't any more important for for males and females. But the thing is built into the way females interact is they've from school years, they talk to their girlfriends about how they're feeling, how their day's been, what's bothering them, what's on their mind. That's just a part of what they talk about. Guys do not talk about that at all. And there was a, there was a study done and they interviewed like a, 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 a pair of a, bunch of, a bunch of women and they said, how would you feel if you went one week or one month without talking to one of your girlfriends about how you're feeling emotionally? They go, one week, that would be hell. Like I don't go a day without doing it. Yeah. And then they said, now imagine going your entire life without doing that. And that's what a lot of guys are going through. And that's why, like, the suicide rates in, in middle-aged men are so high. Look at Paul Green. Yep. No one saw that coming around him. Like, there was a couple of his friends that said, yeah, kind of had a feeling he was struggling. But his family, the people closest to him, were so shocked. It's because we're not talking about it enough. And that's why in, uh, podcasts about mental health are so important. My question is... One of the big things you talk about is breaking down the stigma about, about mental health, mental fitness, whatever you want to call it. And you're, you're a man of action. You say, how can we, what can we do as a society to actively break down that stigma?
0: I think it starts with the individual as well. Being self-aware of where you're at in this life and speaking before about meaning, purpose, passion. Mm-hmm. If we can discover that, I think that's a big step in preventing it. And even how I start my podcast is with gratitude. We don't take a moment out of our lives to just be present and to think of all the good things that we're, we're happy for in life. We're so stuck in the rat race, you know, going to our jobs, cooking dinner, like all this stuff, daily tasks. We never take a, a moment for ourselves, for self-love, to self-care. And um, you know, you talk about the stigma as men, you know, we can't talk about, society tells us we can't talk about our feelings. Why not? Mm. Like we're not in the war times where we have to be all strong and yeah. macho and suck it all in like <laughs> in the 20th century. Like, come on, we can talk about our feelings. We can talk about emotions and you can stu- still be that strong masculine figure but still be in touch with your feelings. Mm. I think that's so pivotal to understand that it doesn't make you weak to express how you feel.
1: And that's the thing, like it's, it's, you said that society tells us that we can't. I'd say 15 years ago, 10 years ago, would tell you that you can't. I'd say there's still pockets of society, particularly men's society around sports or trades that tell you, you can't. But I think we've, we're, we're progressing well, it's come a, a, a way, lot right? further. And people that are in those pockets, and maybe they're, they're close friends and circle in the industry they're in, are in these ones that it's not, okay, it still seems like it's not okay to mm. share your feelings. But trust me, it is. Like, reach out to someone, whether you're not comfortable enough with one of the boys you work with, but a friend from school, a sister, a cousin, a brother, a f- Anyone, someone online who, who you're friends with, reach out to someone and start that conversation because it's, it's so important. And sometimes just lifting that burden off yourself will, will do all the difference. Um, I want to take you back to something you said um, when, when we first started this podcast. You said in school, you had a, a lot of anxiety to the point that you felt nauseous and sick, like you wanted to vomit. Now, I know you've done, and we've spoken about um, before we started recording, you've done timeline therapy. Yep. Looking back at your childhood, Do you think there were moments in your life that created this anxiety in you? And then looking back at those pivotal moments and doing that timeline therapy, how have you been able to, you know, heal those things and be able to step into your fullest version of yourself? Oh, that's a good one.
0: I think where it kind of stems from is the feeling of not being good enough. Um, As I mentioned to you, I never had the best relationship with my father. I've, you know, he's been in my life. But we've always been so different. And it's always been me and my mum and him and my brother. There's always been like this divide. And I've always felt growing up like I was different. But I see different as being good now. But back then I didn't. I seen it as being a bad thing and I wasn't good enough. And I did things to get his approval or hints just to say, I'm proud of you. And when it came to, I mentioned before, bottling up my emotions. Because I seen a lot of anger, a lot of violence um, growing up, like not extremes, but I seen it enough to impact me on the level of, okay, I'm going to bottle up my emotions now and not express truly what I want to express. And even the other week when I mentioned to you, like I got triggered, that was from an argument that I had and seeing someone upset um, triggered me because it brought back memories from when I was a child, seeing my mom upset. Mm. And then in return, that made me angry and turned into my father. And then I got angry at myself because yeah. like, fuck, I don't want to be this person. But then it allowed me to realize like, I have a bad relationship with the emotion anger. And that is something that I should probably start to work on because yeah. we should have a good relationship with all the emotions in our life they're not negative and they're not positive. Like some may be better than others, but we should be able to express anger in a healthy way, not in a way of violence. Yeah. Like even a simple thing is yelling into your pillow. Like that can release all the anger that you need and you can feel like a better person after that. Mm. So yeah, I think that's a big point of where it stemmed from. Um, Yeah. I've just had a lot of realizations now. Fuck.
1: And have you yet, as the man you've become today and you're moving forward with the journey, have you yet or do you think you will ever have a conversation with your father about how you feel and how you felt growing up? <sighs>
0: That's a
1: tough one, bro.
0: Like, that is actually something that I'm wanting to work on, but it's so fucking hard, Yeah, bro. dude, yeah. Because I said I, I see him as anger, violence. Every time I try to – I have ever tried to have a conversation, it's kind of turned into that which makes me go into my shell and shut off and I go like fight or flight mode mm. so then I never express how I actually feel yeah so that's definitely something that I want to work on but it's also understanding and having empathy for him um and realizing that like he's not all this bad person but yeah. he's doing the best with what he knows yeah um he has his own childhood traumas and issues like he has a bad relationship with his father which was actual like physical abuse and stuff like that. So that is stuff that he hasn't worked through. So he doesn't know any different. Yeah. He's just doing the best with what he knows. So I can't be so angry in, in him with that regard. But I also need to understand like that also affected me. Yeah. Um, yep. I need to go on my own path, which is what I'm doing, like moving out of home, all these things in my life to create and go onto my own path and – No doubt the time will come where hopefully we can have that relationship where we can open up and talk. But right now I'm just in a period in life where I need to focus on me. Of course. Um, Because, yeah, if you're trying to – if you can lead a horse to water but you can't force it to drink, right? Yeah. So you can try as hard as you want. But if that person's not ready, if they haven't dealt with their own personal demons, they're not going to be able to open up to you. So that's, that's a journey within itself.
1: And have you identified, as you said, you've got a seven month old daughter, mm. you're starting your, your journey of your family, could be more kids one day, maybe even a son. Have you identified that it's up to you to break that cycle? Like Definitely. Mm. Definitely. The
0: way I see my parents and their relationship, I was like, I never want that for my relationship. I never want that for my children. Um, so in a way I'm super grateful that I've gone through all that because it's made me realize that's not what I want.
1: Yeah. Sometimes, um, a bad example, can be a good example of what you don't want to become and, and looking at that as a way to inspire you to really, cause you know, the consequences of going down this path or behaving in this way in certain situations, but like you said, we, we can't judge them too hard because like we were talking about just before about the mental health thing, times are very different now to, to when our parents are our age and everyone has very different life experiences. And you know, like, let's just say two, three years, you're ready to have that conversation. There's no guarantee he'll be even open to having that conversation. Um, Did you feel like sport was one of the ways that you did bond with your dad when you were a a kid or?
0: Yeah. Yes and no. Um, In some regards, in a negative way, because I did. So he grew up in a fighting background, uh, martial arts, Thai, uh, Muay Thai. So I signed up to Taekwondo to make him proud of me. Yeah. Right. I hated it. I dropped out, I stopped doing it after a year and he was always about fighting and he wanted to get the gloves out and do boxing. And I was never about that life, man. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I went into rugby league and he never really grew up playing footy. Yeah. Like he, he played, but back in that era, it was punch ons and stuff. It wasn't actually <laughs> playing footy. So that's the only yeah. reason he kind of played for yeah. that yeah. aspect of it. Um, so like he came to my games, he watched me, he supported me. Didn't, I don't feel like we bonded yeah. over that. It was my mum, bro. She was my number one supporter, yeah. right? At every game, the crazy lady on the sideline yelling and screaming. I was like, shut up,
1: mum, shut up.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I bonded a lot more with my mum when it mm-hmm. came to sport.
1: Tell me about what the, your relationship with your mum means to you. It means everything, bro. It's
0: the woman that gave birth to me and. Has been hard, obviously the dynamic within my family and my dad and stuff, but I always know that she's always gonna like everyone's gonna be there for me. But my mum's always gonna be there. She's gonna be my number one supporter, and like even though I have a partner and a daughter now, like my mum's always gonna fucking be. Mum's always
1: your mum, yeah. yeah, yeah. No matter how big or uh, how old we get, like there's a part of you that's always gonna be a mummy's boy, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um with timeline therapy I've heard about it but I've never as I said before I've never I don't know what it is how it works what's involved in timeline therapy when you do one of these courses like you did
0: so I went to a event and the way it kind of went down was they ask you certain questions and it was around so it was a men's event and the emotion was anger right we had to go back in our timeline and where did we first experience anger that was hard for me because I was like I've experienced this a lot within my life, but where did it start? <laughs> but it brought up so many memories, right? Like even one where I remember going to a footy game, my parents were driving me to a footy game. They had an argument and like my dad jumped out of the car and had the shits. So and I was like, and like that triggered me. I was like, I don't want to play. I don't want to play. Like I was so emotional that day. Um, and it brought back memories like that. I was like, where has that been hiding? Yeah. Um, so like, they ask you questions to go back to identify certain periods within your life. Where did it start? Um, and it just goes through the years of where else have you experienced those emotions or those experiences? And then, yeah, at the end, identifying them and being self aware. Okay. How has that made me the person that I am today? Because we can't, you can't work on yourself. You can't do the personal development. If you don't know where to start, mm. you've got to identify these areas within your life. So it goes a lot deeper than that, um, but yeah, I definitely recommend everyone kind of go do it.
1: That's why it's important because you need to set a solid foundation because if you're building blocks and blocks and blocks on top of a, a shaky foundation, mm. one little trigger and it can all come crumbling down. So it's really important. You've obviously gone on that journey. You've been podcasting for three years and gone deep on personal development. Where were you in life and what were you feeling emotionally before you started the podcast?
0: I didn't have a meaning, eh? Didn't have a purpose. As I said, I was I was getting up early to make my parents <laughs> happy and then going back to sleep yeah, and to make, wasting my fucking days away. And yeah, I just like the dream was to play NRL. Mm. Um my whole life was surrounded footy. That's all I wanted to do, train, play, eat for it, train all that stuff. COVID hit and that was a big realization that there's so much more to life than sport. Mm. Sport plays a massive part. But take rugby league, for example, that's just on the east coast of Australia. There's a massive world out there, right? Um, which really then made me want to double down on the podcast because I'm able to network, I'm able to connect with so many people like yourself that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to, if I, yeah. if I didn't even start this thing. So yeah, it's,
1: it's been a massive journey, bro. And, um, with, with footy and sport in general, what, what role do you think that played in your life? Jumping out of my comfort
0: zone and play, it really helped a lot with that. Um, it did help with my
1: anxiety a bit too. And building confidence. Yeah, it building confidence. Like that was one of the pivotal things that allowed you to express yourself mm. and back yourself and build that confidence to achievement. Especially like before, I, before COVID hit and I stopped playing,
0: like those last few years when I was playing at a higher level, you know, when I was on the field – I was on the field. Like I was a totally different person. I was confident. Yeah. I was like, yep, this is interesting. This is my field. And then when I step off it, I was just like, back into, your back into my shell. And I'm see you going home, see you yeah. for training. Um, so yeah, I was, I was totally different. Person. What position did you play? So I played anywhere in the back line. So fullback yeah. wing center. Yeah. 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 Nice.
1: And yeah, I saw as well that you were playing Oz tag for Great Britain. Yeah. That's that was a few cool. weeks back. Yeah, How'd how that come about?
0: Yeah. So I played state cup this year. Um, the international series meant to be the world cup last year or two years ago, yeah. but COVID stuffed that up. I think the world cup's next year. So this is like you play in this and hopefully you can make a name for yourself and yeah. get picked for the world cup next year. So that's, exciting. that's one of my goals, bro. Yeah.
1: And now talking about the the start of your podcasting journey, I know you saw the, you went to the Gary V thing. And you said yeah. everyone needs to have a podcast. Was that the sole moment that you're just like, I'm just going to listen to this random guy that I've just, heard of? Like where was the, I know the mental health side of it came after you were doing it for Mm. a little bit and you let it evolve itself into what it is now, a mental health podcast. But what was the inspiration at the start of the podcast? Why were you doing it at the start? Chuck myself in the deep end, bro.
0: Because as I said, I lived my whole life in my comfort zone. I was like,
1: I need to chuck myself
0: out of my comfort zone and just see where it takes me. Um, I said, I had no clue. I couldn't talk to people. My first 20, 50 episodes were shocking. Yeah. And I remember there was a period where I actually had a pretty big guest on early on. I'm not sure if you heard of him, Isaac John. Yeah. yeah Mike yeah. ATR. Ice Project, yeah. 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 So I had him on really early on in my podcasting yeah. journey. And I remember jumping on and I was so pretty nervous. I was so nervous. Especially goes, as
1: a footy player, you'd be like, fuck. Yeah. You know?
0: And he goes, bro, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it now, the podcast was terrible, right? Yeah. But off the back of it, the amount of confidence I grew just by being able to talk to someone at that level, yeah. I was just like, whoa. And that projected me so far. Mm. And I remember last year I had him back on the podcast for the second time and he goes, Bro, this is a totally different vibe. You have grown yeah. so much. And it's like, wow. It, people underestimate how much growth you can have in a small period of time. Yeah. You just got to yeah. work hard and put in the reps.
1: Yeah, those YKTR fellas are good, good blokes. Like they stand for something positive. Like I, I vibe with them, like these two boys here. Yeah i pretty big into them. Um, one of the questions I want to ask is, like, that could be one that sounds like a pivotal moment, but what are some episodes or highlights that stand out from, from your, you know, almost 200 episodes you've recorded now?
0: Oh, God. That's a lot. Pivotal moments. I think oh there was this one where this girl struggled a lot with her mental health and to the point where she jumped in front of a train. She lost both her legs, amputee. And that was the first moment in my podcasting career where I realized I could hold space for someone and I could allow them to fully open up. Like she got mad emotional sharing her story and stuff. It was the first time she did it. And I was like, whoa, this is such a good feeling being able to hold space for this person to allow them to feel comfortable enough to share their story and be vulnerable. And I was like, I want to keep doing this. Mm. I really want to do, it because I know the impact that that has not only on her by sharing her story, but the people that also listen to it as well, because yeah, I'm a big believer in vulnerability, brings vulnerability. So by us talking on a podcast and people listening to it, they're like, oh, if these two people can do it, why can't I?
1: Yeah. And that's why I think it's so good that there's so many podcasts and people that are using their platform to, to just start opening the conversation, man. Um. You, you spoke about holding space it's something you you talk quite a bit about the importance of holding space what does holding space for someone mean and why is it so important particularly with men's mental health
0: mm. holding space is essentially listening without judgment eh? being able to sit in a room with someone listen to them express how they feel but not judging them for how they feel and also not always shoving solutions down their throat because as men we're action takers we like to give solutions and this is a big thing when it comes to relationships right women just sometimes want events they just want to share their feelings they don't want solutions from us Mm. same goes when men are opening up too like sometimes they may want solutions but sometimes it's best just to listen and hear what they have to say because maybe that's what they need to do is just to open up and to express but before that conversation's had the person that's exp- wanting to express how they feel as well should also ask permission, go, okay, am I able to express how I feel? Because if you just unleash all your feelings and emotions onto someone, they're going to go, oh, fuck, what is happening here? Right. I don't know how to handle it. I'm not prepared for this. Ask for permission first. And then also the listener, I'd be like, okay, do you want me just to listen or do you want me to also give solutions? Mm. I think that is so pivotal into being able to hold space.
1: I think that's something that I wish you told me a couple of years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I, 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 that was definitely something I had to learn and I learned pretty quickly like with with my current relationship is like because a lot of the time I I was single for a long period of time before I met my current partner just because I was so focused on my own yep. journey and everything, um, which meant a lot of the times when people came to me with with a problem or – to talk, it was always wanting advice or a solution. Mm. So I was in the habit of if someone wanted to talk to me about something, I would just go straight to sol- this X, Y, Z, different solution. Talking it into your relationship. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like sometimes it's not even – you don't even need to do it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just no. Sometimes people just want to be heard and that's enough. And like that adjustment for me was like, okay, well, I don't need to be always thinking of all these things. Sometimes just letting people feel heard is is the best gift that you can give them. Mm-hmm. Definitely, bro. Just be
0: present with that person and let them know that you're truly there for them.
1: Yeah. Um, there's something else I wanted to ask you. Uh, recently with your podcasting journey, you took a little bit of a break to, to refocus on um, the purpose of the podcast, what your goals were, what's yeah. this podcast about, what do you want to achieve? I want to ask you about your experience with that but why I think it was such a smart move to do is like I was saying on the podcast we just recorded at times in life we can get so caught up with um and obsessed with uh, activity and like you said you're a man of activity action speak louder of the words I agree but sometimes we get so into being busy 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 the thought of even taking on anything else isn't realistic but at times I know I've caught myself and I know people can relate to this you, you you catch yourself being so busy in activity and you're busy doing things and you stop and realize, why am I doing all this? Like, am I really doing things that are mapping towards where I want to go? So sometimes, and it's hard to do when you're used to being a busy person. And you know, This is, this is my identity. I have a lot on my plate, but taking a week, two weeks, a month to just slow down, pull back, reassess where you are, think about where you want to go. And even if it means slowing down for a little bit, getting clarity on what you want to do and the, and the things that you can do that align with that is so important. So I want to talk about your thought process with that and what you've learned and what you've come out the other side with um, since doing that.
0: It was pivotal, bro. It was so needed. I remember talking to a mentor and I was like, I have so many ideas. I want to do so many things. And he's like, bro, you, you're, too, you're too in the podcast. You're too busy planning, editing, recording. You need to take a step back just like business, you know, you want to work on the business, not so much in it. Um, it's like, you need to take a little break just to reconnect with yourself, find yourself and actually discover like, where do you want to take this? Because as you said, we get so caught up in, in the day-to-day practices that we actually lose sight of our vision. And sometimes our visions change along the way, but we're not self-aware to pick up on it because we're just so in the zone. Um, so yeah, I took that period off, and as I said, it was about mental health, and it still is about mental health. But now it's moving to into the space of mental fitness and being preventative. Not only not only spreading awareness, um, and helping people really step into their inner truth, build that mental fitness, and build that connection within the mind, body, the spirit. Because as a society, you know, we're so disconnected. But in our in ourselves, it's all connected. There's no separate entity. You know, if you go to the gym you're building mental resilience as well because you're pushing through, you're pushing your barriers and you're doing meditation as well. Like it's all connected. Um, and I was like, this is the direction I want to take the podcast. I want to talk to people like yourself and have them on to not only, you know, share their trials and tribulations and what they've overcome in life, but also help people in a preventative way of stepping
1: into their true self. So what 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 did you get out of that break? What are your goals for the podcast now that you've had time to reassess? You spoke about you want to be um, pro- proactive and talk about that, but where do you want to take the podcast? What's what's your vision for this?
0: Yeah, so I see the podcast as like just top of the funnel, right? That's where I'm going to bring my audience in. And off the back of that, I want to build workshops, go into schools, like do all that stuff, um, get to people at a young age and be very preventative there, give them the tools, the tips, all that stuff that they can implement um, to prevent them hopefully not going down the, you know, the dark path of mental illness and depression and stuff like take anxiety. For example, my whole life I thought anxiety was bad. Anxiety isn't bad. It's just a sign of something that you need to go towards. And once I flipped that perspective on fuck anxiety is actually a good thing. I'm going towards every time. And I remember listening to a podcast where they were comparing anxiety and excitement on a physiological level, we have the same symptoms, you know, sweaty palms, jittery, all that stuff. Yeah. But it's up here in the head that we either determine if it's excitement or anxiety. So anytime you feel anxious, you're probably feeling excited as well. And yes, you may be a bit scared. You may be in a new environment, but that's exciting because that means growth.
1: Yeah, and it all links back to like we were talking about before, stepping out of your comfort zone because all growth is when it's not you do not grow when you're sticking inside of your comfort zone. So that's a really good thing to remember. Whenever you're feeling that anxiety for a, a decision or a path to take or a project to work on or a person to go and see, if there's anxiety there, like our reflexes can be to run away from that, but it's interesting you say one of the biggest things that that helped you transform your life was identifying those things that are making you anxious and heading towards them. Mm. And then once you've headed towards these things that make you anxious, what happens next?
0: You gotta use you gotta use that anxiety as confidence, bro. Use that as an energy source to propel you forward. And whether that may be for me, like say going on the footy field and playing a game, and I'm, I'm so anxious, but I'm also excited to go out there and hopefully score three tries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like and win that game. That's excitement. You just gotta go out there and you gotta
1: you gotta face it bro. And once you face these things that are making you anxious, does it get easier? Definitely
0: bro. Just like podcasting journey, the more repetitions you put in, the easier it gets. Mm. From episode 1 to now whatever about nearly 200. Yeah. It's gotten a lot easier. Like I can sit and have a conversation with you. Mm. From episode 50 and below, I'd be stuttering and mm. fucking so anxious. Yeah. But repetition, repetition, repetition bro. And that's
1: something I'm really um Like we have got a lot of admiration for the journey you've been on um, and a lot of respect for, for you stepping outside of your comfort zone. Like I know myself having, doing the first few podcast episodes, I am the opposite. I've always been an extrovert. I've always loved weirdly public speaking and being like the center of attention at times, whether it be acting or, you know, debating or whatever that may be. But even for me, I know I was a little bit nervous going into these conversations. Mm. You're like, fuck, I don't want to fuck this up. But as someone that's completely had to flip their perspective on this and step outside of the comfort zone. I want to obviously congratulate you on that and saying there's a lot of people that if you are nervous about something, anxious about something, there is so much value in stepping into that and leaning into that, right? Mm,
0: definitely, bro. As I said, use it as an energy source to yeah. propel you forward. Don't let it hold you back.
1: Um, there's something else that I want to ask you about, and it's related to your podcast and your podcasting journey. I want to, I want to speak to you about gratitude. Yep. Um, it's a massive part of what you do. Obviously, we spoke a lot about gratitude on, the, on, on our podcast. We just recorded for a better project. Um, but tell me the role gratitude has in your life. And then I want to ask about the whole gratitude, club or gratitude yeah, project grateful that you've got. Club. Great, yeah. yeah. So
0: that all started when I was laying in bed with COVID, nearly dying. <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay, I may be pretty fucked up at the moment. Yeah. Um, but what am I grateful for? And I had this amazing community of people and we're all messaging each other yep. like individually. I was like, what if I can create a group? where we can all share our gratitudes there and create this awesome, positive community. Um, that's all supporting each other. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to start it. Yeah. And I think we're nearly at
1: 200 days. Wow. Yeah. It's been a
0: crazy and journey. So what
1: happens in the, what do you do in the group? Yeah. Chat? So
0: every day you post three things that you're grateful for. Um, I'll share some meditations and stuff like that in there as well. But even the feedback within the community where someone may have had a bad day, uh, Relationship breakup. I lost someone in their life. Straight away, everyone in the chat messages them, "Are you okay? Okay? Like, do you need anything?" Yeah. And these people that didn't know each other before, I've now been able to bring them together, and created these friendships yeah. within the community. And it's, it's been awesome knowing that that's something that I've created, and that's the movement that I'm kind of yeah. building.
1: It's such a positive thing, and and the importance of community cannot be understated particularly if like that those sorts of groups will be beneficial for anyone but particularly if if you're one of those people that if you've identified the people around you um probably aren't the people that are going to help you level up to the best version of yourself and that's okay And not everyone needs to do that in your life like there's people that you just love and adore and you know they're probably never going to be exactly the type of person i'd want to be so that's okay some people might tell you to cut them out cut them out if you feel like that's the best thing but or if you're a trade-in, you are a trade and you do not have people that you can speak to about, you know, the things that are on your mind, finding groups like this that allow, that hold space for you, like you say, and, mm-hmm. and can be that little glimmer of positivity in your life or just someone who, sure, you have a lot of friends who you might be able to talk to about mental health or gratitude or speak to those other things about. But sometimes it's easier for the group of strangers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Opening up to, to, to strangers sometimes is easier than people closest to them.
0: I've felt that so much, bro, because mm-hmm. it's like, there's no judgment. Like, yeah. Well,
1: and even if there is, like, you don't know the you don't person. Care, you whatever. you don't I'm on my way after this. Yeah, so yeah.
0: I actually feel more comfortable opening up with strangers, mm. which
1: is, I guess, normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And with the, the Gratitude Club, tell me about the the Grateful Challenge that you started this year as well. What's involved in that? The... Yeah.
0: So at the beginning of the year, I did, like, have you heard of Andy Frisella?
1: Yeah. 75 yeah. Hard Challenge. So yeah. I did
0: something similar to that. Yeah. And I created – Something for my community within that. So it was like, you know, exercise, drink your water, uh, meditation, journaling, gratitude, and then also reaching out to someone and asking if they're okay and having that conversation with them. Uh, it was just like a 30 day thing. But by doing that, you know, it implements good habits, healthy habits into their life that they can continue to implement down the track and create a new lifestyle for them. Cause like so many people do these quick challenges, maybe to lose weight or whatever, and then they rebound. Yeah. So by implementing something like this, it's more of a lifestyle change.
1: Yeah. And that last point you mentioned, I think the hardest part out of all those challenges, all those tasks for each day is to reach out to someone and, and, and and check in with how they're going. And I I bet, I know it was for me, I would, probably get the most butterflies in my stomach when I got to that part of it. But that single thing alone is probably going to give the biggest benefit and the biggest ripple effect. And you don't know what people are going through and what a simple message or check-in will do to to make someone's day. Um, So I think that's beautiful. That's an epic uh, project that you launched and hopefully continues to grow. Um, You spoke before and you spoke a lot about mental fitness. What I want to ask about is what are some of the key – uh, practices or routines or habits that you've integrated into your day that have given you the most um, progression that make you f- keep you feeling sharp and, yeah. and 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 ready to go?
0: A big one that I push is focusing on an internal fulfillment and the internal feelings that you want to feel every single day. It's like get a piece of paper out, write down all the internal feelings that you want to feel on a day-to-day basis. Then write down all the activities that you can do to actually feel those feelings and then schedule them in. So, like, for me, a way that I feel freedom is by being in the bush. Now, I'm grateful I live in the Blue Mountains. So yeah. I'm surrounded by bush. But I go in there. I just be by myself. I can be a big kid. feel free to do whatever I want. So I implement that. So many people can just pick a, like, love, right? Okay, go spend half an hour with someone that you love or even half an hour with yourself because you should be able to love yourself, right? Go take yourself out to dinner. Go to the movies. Yeah. Implement that into your life. Because if you continue to feel those feelings that you want to feel, you're going to be so much more fulfilled. And anything external is just going to be the cherry on top. Yeah.
1: And, dude, that's a really good point as well. Like whether you're in a relationship or you're, by or you're single, particularly if you're single, and and I know a lot of people that are single are looking for someone else, but I think the importance of solo dates is so important. You need to be able to go out to dinner by yourself, go to a movie by yourself, no judgment, and just enjoy your own company and your own time I did that so much man living in Newtown like I have a lot of friends around me but like sometimes I was more excited just to have a night to myself and a lot of people struggle to 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 do that and enjoy their own space so challenging yourself to to have those experiences where you're just there to 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 share the time with yourself and and create that level of enjoyment and fulfillment when you're alone is going to set you up to have a much more happy relationship when you do find the right yeah, person just be
0: present with yourself like we're so on our phones, we're working, we have ephones in, like we're never actually just being present with ourselves.
1: We're always doing something.
0: So it can be quite scary to actually be with yourself and because that can bring up a lot of insecurities within you and people don't want to deal with that.
1: And what I've realized as well, our generation, I know I'm at times extremely guilty of this. We now, because we have technology in the, in the palm of our hands, like I know I have so many podcasts I want to listen to that I don't get a chance to because the, the time's limited and like – I've noticed like I'll be downstairs making a coffee. If I want to go upstairs and go to the bathroom, wash my hands, I'm gonna be two minutes. I'm like, oh, I'll put in a podcast because like, I'm not <laughs> gonna waste this time. Like, we don't give ourselves any time, like we just avoid boredom at all costs. Yeah. But boredom and just sitting with your own thoughts is so important. And like we used to give ourselves time to think and decompress, but now it's like so often we look to feel every little second with something. And I think it's I think it's good and it can be beneficial but it's also dangerous and you're not giving yourself a time to reflect on how far you've become, reflect on what's really on your mind. And only when you do that, can you assess what the next steps would be? You know,
0: it floods your, your brain consuming so much content. Yeah, Being bored sparks curiosity, sparks creativity. And the other week when I did play in that international tournament, no social media for that weekend, I just played, went to the beach, and I was able to just process everything that's happening in my life and I came up with like a new business idea. I'm yeah. like, oh, sweet, this is awesome. And I wouldn't have had that if I didn't take it. time. you jump straight on your phone, yeah. man,
1: and messaging people, yeah. And like it's a good thing, you want, even if you're replying to, to, to people and building community, you need to allocate time to be by yourself with your thoughts. You need to. Like it's just you can avoid it for only so long. If, if you want to grow, you need to give yourself that time to just sit and think and see what comes. Definitely, bro. Um, Another thing that you speak about that I'm interested in hearing uh, about is breath work. Yep. Now talk to me about when you started doing breath work, how you do it and what the benefits are.
0: Yeah, sure. So I started breath work when I went to like a personal development event and I was like, what is this breath work? I know how to breathe. Like (laughs) how the fuck do I got to do breath work? Yeah. And I just remember it was like a 20 minute long one getting so deep into it. It just brought up so much stuff in my head. I was like, Where has this come from? Really? It brings up so many emotions. um at some stage, I was off the ground like ho- like this my hands were hovering, I was like, What, what the fuck? Um, and it just really shifts you into such a conscious state of mind. Um, I implement it daily like if you're if you're stressed, if you feel like you have anxiety just by taking six deep breaths can really shift you into a positive state of mind.
1: And, and is there anyone uh, like on YouTube or podcast that someone that's interested in getting started on learning some patterns or routines, is there any like really good people that you've followed that, that have good instructions on or sequences yeah. for so breath work?
0: I guess everyone that kind of knows breath work is Wim Hof, Wim Hof, right? He's the one who started all this thing. Yeah. I was like, who's this crazy guy? <laughs> um,
1: the ice man. Yeah.
0: Eh? But he's actually smart and he knows his yeah. stuff. So yeah. If you want somewhere to start, I'd say Wim Hof. Yep. Um, but I've spoken to so many amazing people. Like there's a guy called Todd Jarrett who's based in the Sunshine Coast. You've got Cool To Be Conscious. Um, they're a bunch of great blokes as well. So, yeah, there's so many people doing it now. It's, it's awesome. Mm,
1: that's sick. I think that's something I haven't started at all yet. Um, I've done a lot like meditation, visualization, a lot of good things. But one thing I haven't done yet is breath work. So I'm excited to, to start that. I mean, I'm so excited to see what comes up, what it gives to me. I'm always looking to implement things into my life to help take me to the next level because, yeah, and sometimes, like, you think, fuck, what's this weird breathing <laughs> shit I'm going to do, but you just got to not judge yourself and, and jump into it.
0: And you can do it for under five minutes of your day. Yeah. Like, cool to be conscious, have a video on, like, YouTube. It's just a five-minute breath work. Yeah. It's like 20, 20 deep breaths and a breath hole, 20 deep breaths and a breath hole. Yeah. And you feel so good. and Changes it, your state. And it's right. only taken five minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Surely you have five minutes in your day to do this, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And when do you generally do it? In the mornings, afternoons. So, I do it in the mornings if I can.
0: But yeah. what I've been doing lately is when I have my cold shower at nighttime. Oh, I okay. do it in there as well to pass the time, so I'm not thinking. <laughs> I'm not thinking of the cold. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's helped a lot as well. Like the mixture of the breath and the cold, I just come out of the shower feeling like a, like bucks, a new right. person, bro. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you now, you mentioned you're working in the family business, obviously to earn the cash, to give you the freedom to chase your passions and your podcast and build everything you want to build. My question is you may have a long day at work and then you come home and you've got so many things you need to do for the podcast. You might even have a, an episode you're recording for the podcast. My question is how do you generate motivation when you're not really feeling like doing the work? Comes down to discipline, bro.
0: And also your why you got to come back to like, why do you actually do this? because I get home from work sometimes and I do have a podcast yeah, and I only have an hour break between work <laughs> and podcast. And I was like, holy fuck, like, yeah. how am I going to mentally prepare myself for this? Yeah, um, Sometimes I'll do like a 10 minute power nap yeah. just to kind yeah. of reset. I'll do some breath work. I'll even jump in the cold shower if I have to. Mm. Um, just, you just got to turn up and you just got to come back to, okay, why did I actually start this? Why am I continuing to do this? Um, and most of the time basically all the time as soon as i jump into that conversation i'm so sweet i mean yeah yeah it's just the that little period in between is like oh fuck i'd rather sleep right yeah, now yeah. Um, but as soon as i jump in i'm like this is awesome let's go
1: and i think the biggest hack out of what you just mentioned for me is well all those things are great cold showers power naps whatever you want to do to generate energy a coffee if you're a caffeine Uh, junkie like myself um but the biggest one is like how big is your why like if your why is big enough none of that matters like um there's a lot of things i've been involved in with my life and like i take a lot on and like there'll be times i don't feel like and i haven't put 100 percent in um and i'm as busy as i've ever been there's one thing i've said with the podcast because i'm so passionate about doing it i will never let myself as much as i can't be bothered or i'm tired or i wish i could sleep or do other things i'll never let myself fuck it up i'll always give it uh the attention and the energy it deserves because my why is big enough. So there's nothing else. I'm the same person. I'm the, at the same stage of my growth journey, but because I care about it so much, that's enough. So the biggest hack in it, for me in terms of generating motivation, yeah, they're the things we spoke about to help in the micro, but the macro, if you can get your why big enough and truly care about it, the rest takes care of itself.
0: Definitely. Bro. Mm. It's funny because I put so much more effort into my podcast than my day job. <laughs> yeah, And it's like, I'm not even getting paid for my podcast. Yeah. And people are like, why do you do that? Yeah. It's like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm passionate about. And you just find the energy
1: to do it. Yeah. imagine like when, when the day comes that you can wake up and do that as your job to get paid.
0: That's the goal. That's the
1: goal. It doesn't even matter how much money you're earning at that point. If you can live your life and you wake up and you get to do that every day, you've already won, man.
0: The freedom to do what you want when you want and yeah, live in alignment with your purpose, bro.
1: And what do you think, um, one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome in your life would have been? Finding
0: my voice. Hey, Mm, as I, as I, Mentioned, you know, I was so internal, internal dialogue. I'd never like portray how I felt, what I wanted to talk about. So actually finding my voice has been a massive challenge in itself. And I still have days where I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. Mm. Like I just want to be by myself. But that's so important to have that because what I've learned from doing the research around introvert, extrovert, it's an energy thing. Introverts wake up with say five coins, right? Five coins of energy throughout the day. They're spending coins, every single interaction. Extroverts kind of wake up with zero and every interaction gains them a coin. So they're gaining so much energy throughout the day, whereas I'm getting drained throughout the day. Yeah. So it's understanding and being self-aware. Okay, when I am drained, taking time for yourself to reset and to reboot so then I can come back and then show up as my true self. Yeah,
1: I love that. Um, we'll start to wrap up. There is one more question I, I definitely wanted to ask. Uh, before we finish and it's, and it's, you've obviously, we talked about it before you you have a seven month year old daughter. I want to know how becoming a father, um, for the first time, how has that changed your life? Dramatically,
0: bro. It's, it's the best thing that has ever fucking happened to me, bro. And I remember when I found out, I was like, fuck, my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? How am I going to do my podcast? How am I going to do this? Yeah. And I remember like some nights I'd go into the bush and just sit there and just think about life. I'm like, what am I doing? You don't know true love until you hold your own flesh and blood, bro. And it changes your fucking life forever. Even when they wake you up at 3 a.m. in the morning, you walk in there and she has the biggest smile on her face. It's like, you cannot be angry at that. Yeah, And – they tell you like you're meant to teach your children so much. Your children teach you so much. It's so powerful. The lessons that I've learned from being in dad has been f- amazing, bro. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing I'm really fascinated about. Um, cause you think like, okay, having it, having a child, how is that going to help me achieve, um, taking my podcast to the, to the, the heights I want to take it. Um, because it's obviously a, a lot of attention. A lot of your time goes there, but It's, it's funny how these things work going through that journey and being a father and how you have to show up and what that gives to you, even though it is taking up a lot of your time, attention, energy, and money, it's developing you as a person in a way that you can never get without doing something that big, right? Definitely. You have to set your priorities.
0: Yes. Your podcast or business may be a really high priority at you, um, but do not neglect your family because. Coming back, I went to a couple's um, workshop two years ago now and the exercise was write down your goals. Me being me, I was like, oh, write down all my personal goals. Yeah. <laughs> the facilitator comes over <laughs> and he goes, what are you doing? This is meant to be relationship goals. Yeah. And I go, oh, fuck. And he goes, it's all good to have your personal goals. Awesome. Have those aspirations. Yeah. But what's the point in achieving your goals if you achieve them and you've got no one there to celebrate with? your family's left, your partner's left you because you've pushed her away and you have a kid and she's taken the kid away. You know, is it really worth it? At what cost is it worth it? And you've got to really set your priorities. And that really shifted my mindset. It's like, okay, cool, have these goals, but my family come first.
1: Yeah. I love that, man. It's an interesting balance as well because, like, for me, it was really important to – Find someone that understands who I am and what I want achieve and doesn't love me in spite of that, loves me because of that. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing as well. But man, I'm sure everyone says the same thing once you have a kid. I've got mates that were from martial arts that are, bro, it was there every single night doing double lessons. Oh, bro, when I have a kid, I'm still coming <laughs> to training every night. I'm never missing. Man, I've never seen that guy have more days off ever. Like it's, but he like, it softens even the toughest of guys, mm-hmm. man. So oh, one day I'll, I'll be very excited when that happens. But I just wanted to say, Thanks for coming on, man. Keep, keep spreading your message about mental health because I think it's so important and building your community. You're going to do like great things and have a, an impact on people's lives. So thanks again for coming for Sydney. We'll go sort out your ladder and we'll uh, send you off on the way home. So thanks again, man.
0: Thank you, bro. Super grateful for the opportunity.
1: Cheers, bro. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you got something out of it, do yourself a favor, do me a favor, do your friends a favor and share this with them and they can come along on this journey with us. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.